0: It's 8.06 on this Monday morning. Thanks for joining me. The all-new This Morning with Jalen Nye, Daryl McIntyre. Daryl will be back tomorrow. It is known as the LGBT purge. Uh, Between the 1950s and the mid-1990s, LGBT members of the Canadian Armed Forces, the RCMP, the Federal Public Service, were systematically discriminated against, they were harassed, often fired as a matter of policy and, and sanctioned practice, uh, they were interrogated, uh, abused, they were traumatized by their own government. In 2017, the federal government issued an official apology for its discriminatory actions and its policies along with a $145 million compensation package. Now in April, Um, as a part of of the apology there's been a number of regional ceremonies to present the Canada Pride Citation to eligible current and and former military members and uh, 19 of these ceremonies were held in 12 cities across the country including one here in Edmonton where our next guest received the Canada Pride Citation. Major retired John McDougall joining us this morning. John thanks for making the time for us.
1: Good morning, Jalyn. A pleasure.
0: All right. Um, uh, I, I'm not even 100% sure where to start with this, because I know you've been sharing your story in, in different ways, but maybe we can go back um, to uh, the mid-1990s, to the early 1990s, and you can tell us what happened to you.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was not as enlightened time as it is now, but this was on a small base in Alberta. Um, we had just... Finished having a, a night out at the mess, having a few beers, as soldiers do. Um, and I saw a British soldier at the time that was fairly attractive. So I went to chat him up. That was politely declined. Thought that was the end of it. I went back to my room. The next morning, I wake up to a knock on the door. The uh, military police and RCMP were there. They asked for my name. And I gave my name. And they said, you're under arrest. Come with us. They put me in the back of uh, one of the military police cars, took me up to the military police barracks, parked on the very far side of the parking lot, and uh, they waited until the soldiers that were training on that base were all formed up, and then they did the the proverbial perp walk. It was about a probably a 50 meter walk from one end of the parking lot to the MP barracks, and uh, I got to be paraded in front of all those people that would know me because it was a very small base. I uh, spent uh, spent some time in the military barracks there. I called the judge advocate general, which is our military's version of, uh, of a defense lawyer. called him and I told him that I was arrested and he asked what for. I said because I was gay and he hung up. He, he said you better find someone else to help you and hung up the phone on me.
0: Wow. And then what happened from there? How long were you detained.
1: So I was kept on the military base for a few hours, and then uh, the RCMP took me to the barracks in, Wain- in Wainwright uh, and lodged me there overnight. Um, the next morning, my supervisor came to pick me up, uh, and we had been very close. I mean, we—it's again, it's a small base. Mm-hmm. You know everybody. My supervisor was great for me. Um, on the way back, all I could hear was, you're an embarrassment to me. How could you do this to the medical branch? How could you do this to the military? How could you do this to our base? Uh, it, was, it was so awful, you know, from one day having support uh, and being part of the team to now being declared an embarrassment, a shame.
0: How do you, how do you recover from that, John?
1: I don't know that there's a right answer for that. There were people who went through substantially worse than I did who uh, never showed up for the Pride Citation uh, awards, never submitted their names because I think they're so traumatized that they never came forward. There are others that have recovered and been remarkably successful. I think the the key is to remember what era we were in. Mm. And to look at that time as a benchmark of what was acceptable then and what's acceptable now. So I I think if you don't take an opportunity to heal, such as the ceremony that we had in April, I think it's a lot of baggage to carry. I don't think I'll ever get over it, but I get better at dealing with it every day.
0: Major retired John McDougall joining me, uh, recipient of the Canadian Pride Citation. And I want to talk about that ceremony in just a little bit, John, but I wanted to talk about the fact that you continued on with your career. You, you uh, just recently uh, retired. You continued on with a career, had a very successful uh, military career. Was, how challenging was that given what happened at the start of your career?
1: At the very beginning, it was terribly, it, terribly rough. I couldn't I couldn't reconcile how I really wanted to, to stay a soldier, stay a medic, and be part of an organization. But it's an organization that doesn't want me. Um, so the decision is, do I just get up and leave this? Or do I try to fight to make sure that nobody else has to go through what I went through? I was fortunate to have a, a really good ally who uh, sort of took me under their wing and gave me the confidence to to start finding ways to affect change. And it was step by step. Every time that there was a yardstick move by the government in terms of, of um, acceptance, whether it was same-sex benefits, we were first in line for every one of those because we wanted to show everybody that you can come out at work, you can be your authentic self. But in those, even in the 2000s, it was a terribly difficult time. You, you'd, you'd go to work wearing your straight John uniform, and then on top of that, you'd put your military uniform on. So you're portraying three different people, your authentic self, your straight self, and your soldier self. And Mm. it's really difficult to be good at one thing when you're three people.
0: John, I know that, um, you know, you mentioned that some people didn't show up for or didn't apply uh, for the citation, Um, but there there were people that... Um, you left the military, never went back into the military, were we're fired from the military. We know that there has been, you know, PTSD from what was experienced um, and, you know, lives lost as well. I mean, this this is something that has had a great impact on, on thousands of people and their families across this country.
1: Seeing some of the survivors at the apology in the House of Commons, it was remarkable. You could see that the experience wore on them. They looked older than their years, mm. but they lit up. They looked like they had a, a load off their shoulders when they heard the apology, and they clapped and they hugged. This was; These were veterans, I would say, from the 70s and 60s, so they weren't, they weren't terribly young, and I cannot imagine what they had to endure in that era.
0: Major retired John McDougall joining me this morning, uh, recipient of uh, the Canadian Pride Citation, It was held, uh, the ceremony was held in uh, in April. Was it April or was it May, John? It was May, I believe. Yeah, it was yeah. May. It was just last May 9th, month. May I think. Yeah, let's take a pause here. I need to take a pause here, but I want to talk to you about, uh, about that ceremony and where we are now um, right after this. Can you hold the line?
1: I sure can. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Major retired John McDougall joining me uh, this morning as we uh, talk about uh, this this healing, the, um, the work that is being done slowly, slowly but surely, uh, to recognize those um, uh, hurt dramatically in the purge, in the LGBT purge through 1950, right through the middle of the 1990s. We'll be back with more right after this. So as I mentioned, we were talking about um, the Canadian Pride citation, and it, it stems from a lawsuit uh, following the LGBT purge. And in for, some of you might have been just hearing about this for the very first time. But what happened was during the the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties that um, uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual um, uh, members of the Canadian Armed Forces, the RCMP, the Federal Public Service, well, they were discriminated against, they harassed, oftentimes losing their jobs because they were um, gay, they were lesbian, they were transgender, whatever it was. John McDougall, uh, major retired John McDougall, uh, recently received the Canadian Pride citation and John is joining me this morning, uh, kind enough to share his very personal story. Uh, John, thank you so much for, for making the time for us this morning and thanks for sticking around a little bit longer.
1: It's a pleasure, Jillian.
0: Uh So in 2017, um, that official apology, apology was made, you heard it. What, what, what went through your mind on that day?
1: I think I was blown away that the federal government, the prime minister himself, would actually make an apology to a community that has been that has had such a, a terrible history of injustice. To hear that, uh, I had goosebumps on my arms when it was done. There was people I had no idea who they were sitting beside me in the House of Commons, and we had a big hug and a big cry. It was a temporary lifting of a very heavy blanket, and Mm -hmm. I say temporary because everybody has a vested interest in it at the time, and then it just seems that that global support and that understanding seems to fade when it's no longer a big story.
0: Mm Mm-hmm the um the site the citation the pride citation ceremony uh, that um, you were presented your your lapel pins and the certificate uh, was held last month uh, the commander of the Air Force General Kenny came in to present that to you Tell us about that day and the the meaning of that citation for you
1: that was a liberating day, I, I think. I, I had dreaded the thoughts of it coming because I knew it would dredge up some memories that wouldn't always be positive and And I was worried that I would not be positive during the presentation because it took so long for the presentations to happen between the apology and the actual presentation. Mm-hmm. It was terribly frustrating. But as I was standing there and I could feel the love in the room because it was a very select number of people that were allowed to attend and they allowed me to make that number a little bit higher but to have that support in the room to hear the message from the chief of defense staff the minister of defense to have a flag officer speak on behalf of the government of canada and the canadian forces um my shoulders were a little higher i didn't feel like i was carrying as much weight in my rucksack
0: uh, John, um, I was at the base yesterday, and uh, there was, um, I, I i was right there where the um, the Pride sidewalk was, and I thought to myself, gosh, we've come a long way. Come a long way. Uh, you and uh, your husband were instrumental in getting the first Pride flag raised at, um, at the base. You're seeing change. You're seeing change. You've been front and center of it. Um, we still have a long way to go. Yeah, I mean,
1: as as a whole i think the military has done well i think the problem is there's some geographic anomalies in canada um i think wherever our wherever our military members are posted they absorb a little bit of the local culture Uh, and i think there's some parts of canada that have a culture that the military still needs to address Mm. Um, but i think overall we have tremendous support. We have come so far, but I think when we repealed the the laws of homosexuality, we thought we had advanced, and look at the work that we had to do between then and now. So mm-hmm. I don't think this is a time to say we've done really well, we don't need to really work that hard, and we don't need allies. I think when we start thinking that, that's when we need the most help, the most support, and the most growth.
0: It was a a big week for you. Not uh, only uh, did you receive the Canadian Pride citation from um, uh, General Kenny, you also, uh, like four days later, received the Order of Military Merit, which recognizes distinctive merit and exceptional service displayed by the men and women of the Canadian Armed Forces, both regular and reserve. That was a big week, John.
1: It was a very emotional week. Um, I uh, sort of tongue in cheek was talking with one of the generals in Ottawa at the ceremony, and I said it's pretty funny that uh, they put me in jail for being gay, and now they're giving me a medal for being gay. <laughs> sort of a sort of an odd perspective, but it, you know, I, I'm I'm humbled and grateful for that. Uh, I wish I could share it with uh, a lot of the other pioneers that have come through the military, um, but it is. Wonderful to be recognized by, like I said, the same organization that wanted nothing to do with me.
0: John, uh, I want to thank you for making time for us this morning and in sharing your story. I know it's not an easy one to share, um, and I'm 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 grateful and I'm humbled that you shared it with us this morning. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much, Jalen.
0: All right. Major retired John McDougall joining us uh, this morning, the recipient of the Canadian Pride Citation, one of... Um, Less than I think two dozen uh, that were handed out across the country.